What happened when I decided to fast for a week? Tune in and find out as I share my personal experience with water fasting. In this episode, you'll learn about water fasting from the perspective of feminine energy instead of masculine. The benefits that I personally experienced in the water fasting journey, the ups and downs that take place during the fast, and why fasting needs to be treated like a ceremony. Now, just to let you know, this, I am not a a health practitioner. This is not my professional advice. I'm just speaking from my experience. Okay. So keep that in mind when you listen to this episode. Now, my new book, Potent Leadership will be released this July, 2021. Get yourselves on the book waitlist at rubyfremon.com forward slash book waitlist, or you can text hashtag potent leadership to 1781. 336-0160. All the links and more will be in the show notes. Now, if you dig this podcast and you want to connect outside of social media, which I highly recommend you do, because at this rate, I may be canceled on social media. So connect with me on my, in my email community, that's rubyframon.com forward slash connect to get on my email community. You can also join me on telegram rubyframon.com forward slash telegram. Or again, just shoot me a text message, 1781-336-0160, and we can stay in touch via text. Now, whether you are a loyal thought leader or a brand new listener, please take a moment right now to download a few episodes of the podcast and drop a rating and review on iTunes, all of which will help get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. Now it is time to dive into my experience with a six-day water fast. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremon, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, and welcome to another episode of today's Thought Leader I was just looking at the episode numbers today, and I can't believe this is episode 220. 220 episodes. Man, do I ever talk a lot. Now, I am coming at you from the other side of a six-day water fast. Well, let me be real. It was five days and 21 hours to be exact. But to be fair, I had two sips of juice at the 21 hour mark and the rest of the juice afterwards. So if we round up it's six days, but I don't really care because that's my approach. I want to talk about water fasting from a space of feminine energy. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, so first off, very important for me to say this, I am not a healthcare practitioner. Everything that I share in this episode is from my own personal experience. Um, so yeah, just 
understand that. I'm not an expert in water fasting. I am not a healthcare practitioner. Just hear my experience. And that's all I'm here to do is just share my experience. Now, why fasting? So in 2019, uh, I was already well on my way, uh, in this leg of my healthcare journey. I've been on my healthcare journey since 2003. So it's been a long time, but around 2018, 2019, I started experiencing some other things, you know, flare ups with my IBS, anxiety, depression. I started on the path of plant medicine, which has been phenomenal for me. And in 2019 started, um, committing to, I committed to intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is when you have a specific window an eating window per each day. So for me, I run on a 16, eight window. So that's 16 hours of no eating eight hours of eating, which is a decent fair size window. Um, I think especially for women, because we have something, uh, else to consider other than men, which is our hormones. I think 16, eight is a really fair window and it may sound like a lot, but really, um, what that means is I eat dinner and then I stop eating and then I wake up the next day and I don't eat until noon. Uh, so it's not that bad. Uh, but really what that means is you're not taking anything in. you're just in taking water in your fasting window from there. I, I started experimenting with one day fast or so a 24 hour fast. And I would do a 24 hour fast once a week. And from there, I tried a two day fast and then I went and decided to do a seven day fast. And that was recently. And that's what I want to talk about. Um, so in the world of fasting or from my personal observation and what I've seen in conversations around fasting and water fasting is there seems to be a very masculine energy, energetic approach to it. Um, almost like an all or nothing, um, like you got to do this, go hard. Like it, I think it comes a lot from like the keto paleo world, um, which is really hard. Uh, and for me at this phase, phase at this leg of my journey, where I've really dropped more into my feminine energy, I wanted to approach fasting with my feminine energy, because if you're like me, someone who tends to be super hard on themselves, um, very self-critical, um, almost like a type a, um, you know, do or die kind of person, which is what I am <laughs> tend to be like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go fucking hard. I'm going to do the extreme, you know, that that's kind of how I used to run. And I've been training myself for the past few years to not run like that, to run in healthier ways that actually work for my body. So I wanted to approach, uh, approach fasting from that light. And so I said to myself, you know, I'm going to, uh, my intention is to do the seven day water fast. And I was prepared to do the seven day water fast. And if I reach the three day mark and I'm feeling like absolute shit and my body's like yelling out and telling me this is no good abort, 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 I will end the fast. I will close it out. And if I reach the five day mark and my body's saying abort, 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 I will close out the fast. Like I was I came into it with that mentality, knowing that I had the option and I was okay with the option of closing out the fast early, if need be. The other thing I did was I 
decided to treat it as a ceremony because for me, um, fasting is a ceremony. It's a ceremony I get to do with myself. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, I am Punjabi, I'm Sikh. And in our Indian culture, not necessarily Sikh culture, more, um, in Hindu culture, there's a lot of holidays that we fast for a lot of rituals that we fast for. So I'm not new to fasting in that I was practicing fasting growing up, um, for different occasions. And it was always ritualistic, like a ceremony. So for me, fasting is a ceremony that I take with my mind, body, and spirit. Um, you may just assume that fasting has physical, has a physical impact, but it also has a very, um, strong impact on your mental well-being, your emotional well-being and your spiritual well-being. And if anything, those are the reasons why I do this. When I started doing 24 hour fast the first time, um, in 2019, I really started to under to uncover the attachments that we have to food. Um, now one of my dear, dear soul brothers and, and closest friends, Dr. Brett Jones, he said to me once, he said, you know, there's only two reasons why we now nowadays, why we eat food and it's for feelings and for, oh my God, I'm fucking this up already. What did he say? It, <laughs> this always happens when I'm trying to remember thing, things in the moment. Okay. This is going to come back to me. So I'll come back to this, but if we go back in time to the origins of man, like we didn't eat for any other reason, any other purpose other than to nourish ourselves, to fuel ourselves. That's it. That's the only reason we eat. That's it. And nowadays we're constantly fucking eating. I grew up in the Indian culture. And if you grew up in any, you know, there's a lot of cultures that are similar where our entire lives revolve around food. Uh, and it, it's unusual for you to not eat a lot. Like we were supposed to eat a lot. We have, I remember the first time Kevin, my husband came over to a family Christmas hosted by my family. And, or it, I think it was just like some party we had at our house and he had like a plate full of appetizers, but he didn't know it was appetizers. There was like samosas and pakore and like jat and all sorts of things. And he like gobbled it all up and he was like, man, that dinner was good. And I said, that wasn't dinner. That was just the appetizers. We've still got a bunch of courses lined up. Uh, so I grew up in a culture where food is love and we also practice a lot of fasting and, and I'm sharing this because we have so many different belief systems that are ingrained in our attachment to food. And yes, I say attachment to food because we as a society have an attachment to food. We're no longer seeing it and viewing it as nourishment. We have a weird fucking attachment to it. And when I started experimenting with the 24 hour fast, um, simple things like when my stomach would growl and I was really hungry during the day, usually around the 12 hour mark, I would just chug a bunch of water and it would dissipate. And I was like, Oh, okay. So my body just needs some water. I got it. Um, to observe the thoughts that would come into my head, like, Oh, look, I'm hungry, but I'm not dying. <laughs> like that was interesting to me. And then I did this, um, 
five day watermelon juice fast, which if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you know, I did this last summer, summer of 2020, I did a five day watermelon juice fast. And it's when you, um, press, it's not like a Vitamix juice with the pulp. It's like a pressed juice. You press it every day. Um, and I would go through a one and a half big size watermelons a day, which you would yield like three, to four liters of watermelon juice. And that was what I was consuming. Why watermelon? Because the, the melon juice is the closest to um, the fluids in our system. Um, so it not only um, acts as a way to fast, but it also starts to heal your gut and detoxes your system. If you know what I mean, there was a lot of detoxing happening. But when I did that fast, and this was super interesting, I had timed that fast to start before my monthly cycle and on purpose, because I didn't want to be on my monthly cycle and only have watermelon juice. Like that sounded terrible to me because for, for any woman, woman listening, like, come on, when we're on our cycle, we want the chocolate, we want the chips, we want the ice cream, we want all the things, you know, and for the men with partners, like, you know, this, we have cravings. Um, but to my surprise, it was Monday, the day I'm supposed to start the watermelon juice fast. And my cycle comes five days early or like seven days early. It was super early. And I was like, okay, it never comes early. This is a sign I'm meant to do this while I'm on my cycle. So again, go hard or go home. I do this watermelon juice fast on my cycle day one through five. And not just that I am still working out with my personal trainer on the beach at five in the morning, three times that week, fueled by watermelons, watermelon juice. And what was really interesting during that time is yes, there was a lot of physical benefits. I was detoxing like crazy. My skin was glowing. I actually felt super energized. It gave my body a reset, but psychologically I detached from the belief. Like there's this whole belief around like women who are having their periods or who are PMSing need to have all these snacks and the salty and the sweet and the chocolate and the chips and all the things. And here I am with nothing but watermelon juice. And I felt fucking amazing. If not, I felt better than ever because I wasn't dealing with some of the things that I would deal with when I would eat a bag of chips while on my period, which would be like bloating and stomach aches. I had none of that. And so that that belief system crumbled and fascinated me. And that's why just recently I decided to do this seven day water fast because I knew the impact that it could have on me, mind, body, and spirit. So I timed this with the completion of the line edits of my book, which is coming out soon guys. It's so exciting. It's coming. Um, get your name on the wait list. Hashtag potent leadership to 1781-336-0160. Just a reminder. Um, but I timed it with that and also had an Airbnb booked, which made it easier because my husband wasn't doing the fast with me. And so if I had to do this fast at home while he's cooking food or ordering takeout, which is more likely, uh, it would be a different story but I was in this Airbnb with nothing but water and lemons. <laughs> and so even if I had a temptation, I couldn't do anything about it. Uh, but it was great. I wanted to time it with that because what fasting can also do is it can increase your productivity and your focus. Um, 
Now the first 24 hours is always kind of like, ah, like feels like a hump, but you get over it pretty quick. Uh, The second 24 hours, like the second day is usually really hard. The third day is pretty damn hard. That's when you're like, Ooh, but that's when you start to reach a state of autophagy. I don't even know how to pronounce this autophagy. Um, and you reach that somewhere in day three and day four. So I got to my Airbnb on day two and then my writing started on day three. And luckily for me, I woke up that day and I was energized. I'd slept like a rock, which is unusual for me. Every time I go into an Airbnb by myself or anywhere by myself, I struggled sleeping and I slept like a rock, which, um, fasting does impact your sleep. So I woke up and I was so focused I had planned out like three days of writing work. Like I had a to-do list of what I need to complete. And I completed like day one and almost all of day two on day one. It was insane. And then on day four, I had a little bit of a different experience. Oh, and I was working out. I worked out in the morning. I did like an easier than normal workout. Like I didn't run, I didn't do cardio, but I worked out with weights and my yoga mat. Um, Now on day four, I woke up and I was like, "Hmm, I'm feeling a little more tired. I had struggled to sleep a little bit and decided to have a slower start to the day, did a little bit of stretching. I ended up picking up the pace, you know, a few hours into my morning and found my focus. And again, like the focus is like nothing you've ever experienced. Water fasting has a way of really completely eliminating brain fog, um, And I didn't even think I had brain fog at this point in time. You know, I've been doing really, really well, but it's not until you don't have it that you realize that you had it. So the clarity was there. The focus was there. It was an amazing experience. And then by day five, I was like, man, like I can keep going. And here, this was the biggest psychological trap for me. So I did this to support me in the completion of my book but also to provide my system with a reset. I felt like I just need a little reset. And I had agreed with myself that I would complete this early if it felt complete. And so there I was, I was back home. It was Saturday. It was like five and a half days in and I felt super complete. And I found myself thinking, well, even though I feel complete, I told everyone on social media that I was going to do a seven day water fast. So if I don't do the seven day water fast, then I suck. And I observed myself in that thought and was like, wow, am I really thinking this right now? Like, is this thought really coming up? And I just started tuning into my body and into my spirit. And I was like, how do I feel right now? I feel great. Do I feel reset? Yes. Do I feel like this fast served its purpose? Yes. Do I feel complete? Yes. And so I decided to close out my fast at the five day, 21 hour mark with a, yep, watermelon juice. Well, it was watermelon, orange, ginger, and I think there was something else in it, but it was, it was pretty simple. So now I want to get into the nitty gritty. Cause I know so many of you had so many questions. Um, you were hitting me up in my DMS on Instagram So I want to share like how I really, um, one, I'm going to share my, let me share my experience first. Then I'll share like what I did during the fast. So my experience again, days two, three were 
two, two was the hardest for me. Three actually felt really good for me. Typically three feels like shit for a lot of people. Um, three and four and five, I got like great burst of energy and the after effect, like I, oh my God, I can't even explain to you. Like I, I felt so energized, so light on my feet. Um, so connected to spirit. So those nights, um, you know, night three, four, and five, and actually every night since it's now been like three night, four nights since I shit you not like my third eye is wide open. My third eye has been open for a, a while. I've been training it to open and, uh, I wore an eye mask at night. And when I put the eye mask on my third eye goes wide open. And this is, this isn't new. This is something that, um, I, something that I do, but what was happening during the fast is I started seeing sacred geometry on everything. So when I see through my third eye, I see everything as it is, but kind of in like this weird, um, uh, almost like a nighttime vision look and everything had sacred geometry on it. And I was seeing the grid. And the grid is something that I only ever see when I'm sitting with ayahuasca. And so it was in, it blew my fucking mind that I could see this grid while on this water fast. Like, wow, that shows to me just how much it clears your system, like clears my pineal gland, cleared my third eye, cleared my crown chakra, cleared everything. My heart felt so blasted open during this fast, especially on days three, four, and five, Um, like just immense gratitude for everything filled with love. Now, again, this is my experience. I know a lot of people who do this, who have very, very different experiences. And I believe the things that contribute to the experience is the work that you do or that you've done leading up to the fast. Um, that's both like that that's, and the work, I mean, like mind, body, spirit, like on your physical body, on your health, on your well-being, and then also spiritually, mentally, um, emotionally. So I had a great experience and, um, it's just been, I mean, the only way I can describe it is it feels like my system got a reboot. Now the reintegration of food has been interesting because on one hand, I'm like, well, I feel great. Like, uh, why do I want to eat? This feels great. Um, and on the other hand, it's like, I really want to eat food again. So I'll talk about the process of reintroduction and how that looks. But for me, the reintroduction of food was also a big psychological, um, event because, um, you know, part of you is kind of scared to have food again, because you don't know how it's going to sit with your system. But the part that I've been enjoying is the state of observation of just observing what I'm taking in, feeling it enter my digestive tract, and then noticing how it's sitting in my body because your body is now a clean slate. So now you can see really vividly, viscerally feel what you're reacting to, what you're not reacting to, what foods may feel good in your body and what foods may actually not be good for you. Um, so that's been really interesting. Um, so overall I feel great. I feel clear. I feel incredibly connected to myself, to spirit, to Gaia, to Pachamama, to everything. Um, I feel really energized and light on my feet. My workouts these past few days have been awesome. Um, so would I do the fast again? Definitely. Uh, 
And I believe that the environment greatly helps. I, again, like, I don't think I could have done that in the confines of my home where my husband's still eating and we have like pantry and a fridge full of food. I think that would just be too tempting. Plus the smell of food would just throw me over the edge, but I would definitely do this again. I think that this is something that I want to do once or twice a year. Um, now, for women listening, if you're interested in fasting, please know that um, our capacity to fast shifts throughout the month, depending on your cycle. So I intentionally timed this fast with the week after my cycle ended, um, which is leading into ovulation week. Uh, why? Because the week after your cycle ends, you're full of energy again, you have the resources in your body, um, and you're leading up into a state uh, of ovulation in your body where things really, really feel super good. So it's easier to fast. If you try and fast while you're on your moon, it's pretty damn hard. I did it with watermelon juice. Yes, but it doing just a water fast, isn't the best thing. Um, and then the week before your moon, before your cycle hits can also be really hard, um, just because of what your body is going through and what your hormones are going through. So for women, the time of month really plays an impact on your ability to fast. Um, so pay attention to your cycle. If you're looking to explore fasting, like for me, I will continue to do intermittent fasting throughout my moon. Um, some days I I'll break it in the morning and not intermittent fast just because I'm feeling like I, I need something. Um, but what I won't do is I won't do the 24 hour fast, or the 48 hour fast or any type of fasting long-term while I'm on my moon. Now, what I did, like a lot of people were just asking me, were you just drinking water? And it's like, yes, I was just drinking water. Um, I did have lemon water. I continued having lemon water in the morning, just squeezing lemon, uh, in a cup of hot water. And I would add, um, trace minerals. Uh, that's the company trace minerals, minerals. You just add a couple droppers full just so that I was getting my minerals. Um, and then I was also adding, um, shilajit, which is incredible for your body. Um, it really just helps your body reach its natural state and symbiotic as the brand that I prefer their pure black. So I would put that in my hot water as well. So I would drink that in the mornings and then I would have herbal teas throughout the day because it was hot. Sometimes I'd make a herbal tea and just put it in the fridge and have a cold tea. Um, the other thing that I started incorporating, um, as of day four was a pinch of Celtic sea salt, Celtic sea salt, not just any salt, Celtic sea salt. It's usually the most expensive bag at whole foods that you'll find, but it is the best, most mineral rich, least processed salt that you can get. And I would add a pinch of that. Why? Because, um, it's really hard to function without salt. <laughs> you can, and I know people fast without doing this. Um, but I decided that I would make this an option. So I'd have a pinch of sea salt each day. Sometimes it would be in the middle of the day. Sometimes it'd be at night before bed, just to ground my energy. Salt also grounds you. And when you're fasting, you can tend to float up into the 5d a little too quick. So I did that. Um, but other than that, it was just water, a lot of water, how much water, 
I would drink about, I mean, I would say four liters minimum of water each day. Um, and then like a bunch of teas and stuff on top of it. And, um, yeah, I went through a lot and I would, I was drinking natural spring water as well as water from our Berkey at home. Cause the water you put into your body during water fast is very fucking important. You don't want to just put shit tap water in your system. Hello, fluoride. Um, you don't want that shit. You also don't want to have like cheap fucking bottled water. That's not really spring water. That's really just dead water. You want to try and get some living water into your system. So spring water is, is the best. Um, so if you can find that, then do that. Um, <clears throat> but I think what I want to share my experience with you because a lot of you are really curious and because I think that, uh, fasting overall, the way that it's spoken about is super masculine, super hardcore, and it doesn't have to be that way. It can be treated like a ceremony. It can be treated like a ritual that you have with yourself, with your mind, body, and spirit. And it can be a really, really beautiful experience. It can also bring up a lot of shit. You know, like from day, I think two and three, a lot of my shadowy shit was coming to the surface because you don't have food as a coping mechanism, right? Like food becomes this coping mechanism, whether you're aware of it or not. Like we usually crave chips when we're frustrated or stressed out because our body wants the crunch. We crave sweets when we're feeling sad or upset um, or melancholy because we want to feel nurtured. Like there's a reason why we crave certain things at certain times. And then that's when food becomes this coping mechanism. So we can become addicted to our food. And when you remove the coping mechanisms altogether, like a lot of those feelings come up. A lot of the shadows that I thought I dealt with were coming up, but because I was just left to to my own without these coping mechanisms, I chose to observe these things and work through the stuff that was coming up through just processing and also journaling and playing music. So if you are interested in fasting, I mean, one, like just do it right. You know, if you have a naturopath or a holistic practitioner, like talk to them first, consult with them first. Uh, I'm intentionally not saying Western medical doctors, uh, nothing against them but they may not be on the same page with this. Whereas like fasting is really one of the basic, um, foundational pieces of like naturopathic care. So get the support you need, start small, like start with intermittent fasting. If you're new to fasting, start with intermittent fasting. Like that in itself is going to provide you with so much, so many different results, mind, body, and spirit. I promise you. And then experiment with a 24 hour fast and then try maybe a a 48 hour, 72 hour fast and then work your way up. Um, But do it for the right reasons, right? Don't do it to lose weight. Please don't do that shit. Love your body, love yourself. Go into this with self-love. Go into this, treat it like a ceremony, treat it like a ritual for yourself um, because that's what it is. It's a way for you to give back to your system, to give thanks, say, thank you so much for working so hard. You know what? I'm going to give you the next few days off. <laughs> and that's how I was looking at it. Um, and just trust your body, trust yourself, 
if your body is screaming at you anytime in the process, like abort mission, listen. But if that's your mind and your shadow speaking, then that might be something that you need to address and face head on. Um, But what I'm saying is really take this, approach this with your feminine energy. Uh, Give yourself some grace, show yourself some love. Don't force this. Don't make it so hardcore because it doesn't have to be that way. It can be a really beautiful, uplifting, transformational experience if you let it be. But if you're into it just for the status, like if I had stuck through it, just completed the seven days, just so I could say that I did the seven day fast, because that's what I said I was going to do. I don't think it would have felt as good as like selecting when I really felt complete. So that's it. That's all I want to share. I hope that you found this insightful. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's, it's, it's such an interesting, beautiful experience. And we have, you know, you, you don't need anything to go on a journey like this. You just need a lot of water. So, um, that's it. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of today's thought leader, where I'm challenging you to activate the leader within and drink more water. Um, be sure to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single rating review helps get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. Um, and then if you want to stay in touch, text hashtag TTL to one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero to join my phone community. And don't forget to get on the wait list for my upcoming book, Potent Leadership. The link for that is rubyframon.com forward slash book waitlist. And that link and more will be in the show notes. Finally, let's connect on social media if we're not connected already. My handle is at I am Ruby. If you share this episode on social media, Instagram specifically, be sure to tag me. Make sure you check back here on Monday for a brand new episode. That's it for now. Thank you leaders. And I will see you next time.